I think it's fair to say right now that we live in pretty discouraging times. Everyone seems to be struggling these days. Um, as a priest, uh, I, I get frequent calls all the time uh, from parents of children, from adults as well. And people are really struggling for a number of reasons. Everybody always has their own individual struggles and things that we go through as, as, as our lives play out. And sometimes the external circumstances can really add to that. And it doesn't take much to kind of push us into a place of sadness and sometimes even despair. We're very separated from those that we love a lot of times these days those who are particularly vulnerable to this, this current virus uh, have really not had a lot of human contact. We find ourselves even relationally, outside of our physical separation, we find ourselves <clears throat> sometimes having very differing views right now as our politics have kind of heated up over the past year or so and everybody has very very particular thoughts and strong feelings about how we should handle the, the current virus. And this can a lot of times, unfortunately, cause division even in family, which of course is the place that we ultimately, after God, need to find a refuge and kind of our strength. And so a lot of our sources of strength are depleted. And this affects adults and children. Our young people, I think, are particularly suffering right now. I know that the numbers for anxiety and depression among young people is higher than ever, uh, especially in the past year. Those who are helping in the mental health profession are completely overbooked and have weeks and weeks on end where they can't see new people because of this. And so just in the midst of this place of existential discouragement and the spirit of discouragement, the church points us to these readings right before Christmas. And God has a message, I think, to deliver to us, asking us not to be discouraged, not to give in to all of the negativity that seems to be all over the place right now, but to just be, be very patient and faithful to Him in the ways that most of us in this church have learned to be faithful to God, the ways that God has called us as Catholics to be faithful, and to allow Him to take care of our needs and save us to allow for God's saving plan for all of us to take place. In our first reading, we hear from the King of Israel, the first real, true King who united all the kingdoms in Israel after a really bad, evil King, King Saul, King David. And towards the end of his life, David is given this prophecy from his prophet, Nathan. And Nathan says this to David. And he's speaking for God. 
It was I who took you from the pasture and from the care of the flock to be a commander of my people Israel. Remember, David was kind of a peasant shepherd. And then we remember the famous David and Goliath story. And eventually David becomes king. It was I who took you from there, says the Lord. I have been with you wherever you went. And I have destroyed all of your enemies before you. I will fix a place for my people Israel, the people of God. I will plant them so that they may dwell in their place without disturbance. Neither shall the wicked continue to afflict them. I will give you rest. I will give you rest. The Lord also reveals to you that he will establish a house for you. And when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors and pass away, I will raise up your heir after you sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will stand firm forever. And David and his kingdom did stand firm for a really long time, for about 400 years. And his descendants became king. And that's a pretty long time. Our country is only about 200, not even 250 years old right now. So 400 years. And then everything got really, really bad and very discouraging and very dark for both David and his ancestors and the whole Jewish people. This started with a complete obliteration of everything that they held dear as they were invaded by the Babylonians in the 7th century BC. They were then under control from that point forward of the Persians and after them the Greeks and eventually the Roman Empire. And so all these kingdoms, these world conquerors, had Israel under control for 600 and even more years. And now we say these words that these people controlled them, but this was really, really bad. A lot of these captivities, so many people of God and the people of Israel were just slaughtered. Those who were not were put under very harsh, harsh economic sanctions. And so it was hard to just make a simple living and provide for your family. There was also the removal of culture and the suppression, very often, of their religious identities. As people of God, the temple was destroyed. So even their culture was under attack constantly. The really interesting thing is this prophecy that I just read that said that David's lineage and the people of Israel 
would have a kingdom and they would have a great ancestor who would come, even though that kingdom looked like it was dead, the people of God, the people of Israel, of the Old Covenant, they never gave up hope. They didn't take this text out like you, like you might think. You might think after 600 years that you might scratch out that little prophecy that didn't seem to come true. But the people of Israel patiently awaited for God to save them and their hope was alive. In the midst of innumerable discouragements, they trusted that God would take care of them. And then, as we all know, as we heard in our gospel today, in this very small town of less than 500 people, off the beaten track called Nazareth, to this little peasant girl, 15-year-old girl, the angel of God was sent and the people of God were delivered. And from this moment onward, God has saved humanity in the person of Jesus. The gates of hell will not prevail against him, he told Peter. The gates of heaven opened for all of us, for all people of human history, And the salvation, our salvation and our victory was born in a very unlikely circumstance. As C.S. Lewis says, behind enemy lines. God asks us to patiently wait amid the discouragement and just be faithful. We don't have to control all the various difficult circumstances that we're dealing with right now in life. That's not our job. God plows forward his path in history and nothing can stop God. And those who are faithful to God share in that victory. St. Peter says, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. God has saved us all individually and amid the Short-term, doesn't always feel that way. But God has ultimately saved us. And he is saving us. Jesus, we ask you to keep our hope alive inside of us. Help us to not be worn down by discouragements that we deal with on a daily basis the relationships that we have, the circumstances that we find ourselves in. Help us to not live lives of anxiety, lives without joy. Help us to be faithful and patiently endure the sufferings of this day, of this time that our families are going through. Keep alive the hope inside of us and help us to always stay faithful to you. We ask this in your holy name, Lord Jesus. Amen.
And let's just take a few moments in silence to just listen to the Holy Spirit in our hearts.